I'm Sarah Bohannon, and this is a special one-hour episode of After Paradise from North State Public Radio, commemorating the six-month anniversary of the campfire. Today we look at how Paradise and its surrounding communities are moving forward after the devastation that took place here half a year ago, and we reflect on what those who were displaced have been experiencing since the morning of November 8, 2018. On November 8th, at about 6.30 a.m., the fire is first reported, and they reported... I went out and looked, and you could just see the sky was way different. It felt like apocalypse, like something really, really horrible was happening. As the searchers are going around the properties, sometimes they don't see those holes. We have actually had a couple people drop into septic tanks. We're finding kids have different reactions to the disaster. A lot of behavioral changes, emotional changes, things that parents need to pay attention to in their kids following a disaster to make sure that they're doing okay. We had a housing crisis before the campfire. We really had no local availability of housing units. Cal OES and FEMA absolutely need to take into consideration the neighbors and the neighborhood when they're planning these types of actions. We had no idea how many people needed shelter, uh, how many people were going to find us, but we opened up and let them come in and try to figure out where to stick them. We are going to rise from the ashes. We are going to be newer and better, and we can rebuild this community together. That last voice belongs to Paradise Mayor Jody Jones and was recorded just weeks after the devastation. Jones became one of the most visible faces after the fire as a spokeswoman for her town. She and her husband lost their home on Knightley Lane. Earlier this week, North State Public Radio's Tess Vigland met up with Jones at her burned-out property to hear her story of recovery. Well, Jody Jones, thank you for having me onto your property. Thank you for being here. When you look at this property... um, What do you miss? Oh, the shade trees and the house. (laughs) We had to fell three huge pines and um, three huge oak trees. I mean, 150 feet tall. So the lot was totally shaded. You couldn't see the house with Google Earth before. So it looks really different now. We are standing on your lot, which is in the middle of several lots that still haven't been cleared. What was the process for you to get this done? Well, we went with a private contractor, and so they have um, scraped up all the debris and hauled it off, and then they do a soil sample. That soil sample, one of them, they take them from like six different locations within the foundation. And one of them came back high in arsenic and mercury. So last weekend they scraped more. And now they have to take more soil samples and get them tested again. But once it all comes back clean, then you get a certificate from the county health department um, that says your lot's clean. And then you can apply for a building permit and move on with building your house. So that's where we're going. You did decide to rebuild. Uh, Was that a process for you, or did you know right from the get-go that you'd rebuild on your property? It was pretty much right from the get-go. We actually looked at lots over on the East Canyon, thinking we might want to view lot, but we couldn't find anything that was flat enough and big enough, so we just decided to rebuild on our property. But rebuilding was never in question. I mean, you cannot be the mayor of paradise and not come back. Do you have any sense of when you might actually have a community here again? It's not going to take that long. 
there's a lot of things going on that are um, keeping that community alive. The um, Paradise Alliance Church is hosting community dinners every Thursday night for everyone living in town. Oh, just a way to get together and keep that going. The Rotary Club has continued to meet weekly since the fire. We're all trying very hard to stay connected in the meantime. When I came up here over the weekend, um, as someone who is not from here, doesn't live here, um, it seemed to me that there hasn't been a lot of progress, just as fresh eyes looking at it, not having been here since December. But when I said that to you a moment ago, you quite vociferously said, nope, actually, there's a lot of progress. Describe that progress for us. Well, 150 businesses have reopened here on the Ridge. We have restaurants and grocery stores and hardware stores and coffee shops and even a ladies' dress shop that have reopened. The debris removal is going really well, even with five weeks of rain delays. There's 140 crews working. They've cleared over 2,000 lots. There's trucks galore in town. The piles of logs are being hauled off by PG&E. We have 60 applications for building permits, and we've issued 13, I believe. There's houses already being framed, so lots of progress. When you and I last spoke in December, one of the questions that I put to you was whether the city would take this as an opportunity to rebuild itself in a different, perhaps better way, or whether there would be so much pressure from people who just wanted to get back to their properties and rebuild, that you wouldn't have time to do that kind of planning. And at the time you said, well, we basically have eight months, which is as long as the EPA thinks it's gonna to take to, to green light everything. Where are you now in that thinking? Well, we've been engaged in a very expedited planning process um, because we didn't have a lot of time. We've had numerous public workshops. We've taken all kinds of public input. We've done a survey. We've had a consultant team come in and help us with that. They're working on their final report right now, which they're going to present to council on May 22nd. They're gonna make recommendations to us about things that we should, should change. And then on June 11th, the council will make decisions and adopt ordinances based on those recommendations. Do you have a wish list of how you would like Paradise to use this to improve itself? Oh, yes. Um, and we're going to have to make priorities, prioritize things, and go after money to do. Not, none of this is cheap, but we need to improve our evacuation routes. I want to see the um, power lines in Paradise undergrounded, which will help us do that, because then we won't have power poles right next to the road, and we can... One of the things that I'd like to see that uh, I think the consultant's going to recommend is that we put parallel walking paths to our evacuation routes that can then be used by emergency vehicles during an evacuation. Hmm. What has it been like for you these last six months? Um, it's kind of a blur. It's been a really, really busy time, at times a really sad time, um, but I see hope in the future. What have been the greatest challenges for you personally as a victim of the fire? I would say finding enough time to do everything there is to do. Mm -hmm. Trying to rebuild your life after you lose everything in a fire is a full-time job. 
the mayor, which was a very, very part-time job before the fire, is a full-time job now. So it's just been very, very busy. How do you manage that? How do you get through it? One day at a time. What's the next thing you have to do? You do that. You put your foot forward and take the next step. That's all you can do. That was Paradise Mayor Jody Jones speaking with North State Public Radio's Tess Figland.